0: PhD is an adventure, an odyssey into knowledge for which you must prepare. If you want tips, news, and a little humor about the PhD and about career readiness, that's what I bring you every two weeks here on PhD Dojo. News, tips, grad school stories, listener questions, here you'll find everything to be a black belt at the PhD and beyond. Welcome to the Dojo. The second lab segment of the PhD Dojo in English. The second one, uh, uh, Gad has brought a very interesting question today from one of the mentees of the second lab program, and uh, and Gad, I will let you uh, tell what it is and who shared that question.
1: Yeah, so uh, so it's a question from Karthik. Karthik is a is a mentee from the program. Karthik is at the end of his PhD at McGill University. Um, so actually, uh, I knew, I know Karthik for a long time because we shared almost the same office. It was okay. in the office near to me when I was a postdoc at McGill. But anyway, his, his question is, when do you, when should you start to think about finding a job or how to pivot to industry? But I would mm-hmm. like to say more than industry, how do you think about your future? Like when, when it's, mm-hmm. it's the right
0: time to do it. Okay, so this is this is for humor, of course, but God, you told me that we could answer all of this with one <laughs> word and end the episode right now. What's the word? It's now now, <laughs> now when you start to
1: to listen this episode when you, you start to add at, at the second when you start it, it's now. so um yeah, we're almost done with the
0: episode <laughs> with the episode. here we go. <laughs> 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 um, I agree with you, and I've been trying to to push this message now for for uh, for a while. Of um, building uh, your your professional future starts now, and and Karthik is in his uh, last year of the PhD. But uh, I would defend that this is an uh, it's, it's a kind of an exercise. It's kind of a um, a project that should start with the day, day one of your PhD. Uh, would you agree, Gad?
1: Yeah, uh, it's day one of your PhD and even before. And actually, it's, it's, it's not a moment that you decide, it's continuously you, you decide to, to grow your network. That's the first thing that you should do. Uh, and, and as you said, when we, when we were off, it's, uh, it takes a long time. Uh, it takes months to years to actually it's a continuous work to grow your network and you it's better to do it when you don't have to find a job so uh so because you are relaxed you uh, you meet some people and if you like meeting people you enjoy it so uh so that's that's the first thing for my personal story i didn't do that during my phd i was just networking with my peers Uh, in the lab or outside of the lab or just between PhDs and between PhD candidates at the university. Mm -hmm. I grew my network this way, but finally I didn't knock on on the door of the industry. And that was, I think, my mistake because when I decided to move outside of of academia and not being a professor, uh, I was just like, okay, I have to grow my network outside. How much time it takes a long time
0: i agree totally i did the same thing and one of the things the the, the reflections uh i had one first one of the things you said uh, and I, I do agree with it is you if you are having these conversations to grow your net your network and maybe you know get to a conversation that will lead to professional you know to a professional avenue if you're doing it when you're like done your phd and looking for a job it it will very probably become a very transactional conversation where you want a job and there's kind of this pressure and uh, and mm-hmm. um no you won't be simply engaging in conversation and growing relationships you you have an objective this is why starting early is a good way to uh to have relaxed Conversations to get to know the people, to get to know the domain. So, of course, we're going to talk about informational interviews, and uh, but this is the objective: is because it's so difficult today. Things are changing so much on on the side of of, uh, of job creators. You know, the job you're going to actually uh, uh, land after your PhD might not even exist yet. The the job mm-hmm. description, right? So it's much more useful to 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 think of, to think about it as as like i'm while i'm doing my phd and and doing this project it's going to take a lot of time a lot of my focus a lot of my energy i'll keep an ear on what's happening on the job site be it academic or not and how do you do that well the best way is to talk with people who've done it already and who've maybe even come from your program or from your university and say Hey, I see you're working, uh, I don't know, you you did a PhD in neuroscience and now you're at uh, CBC. How do, how did that happen? It's it's, it's uh, mm-hmm. you know, I like media and I'm curious about that. And that's a good way to start a conversation that you're not looking for a job, you're not asking for a favor, you're just asking the person to tell their story, and I think that's a really good point uh, to to start a conversation and it's a really good way to to have people engage with you and be happy to share something with you. And actually,
1: it's it's very uh, it's very scientific procedure. I would I would just say like that. It's very scientific procedure. Like you you don't know what's going on outside of academia. You you um, you take some information in, uh, in 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 at the second lab we. We define maybe 60 to 70 positions that a PhD can do, and more, because uh, finally it's infinite possibilities. Mm -hmm. But if you target to 50 positions, you cannot do everything. You should figure out one, two, three positions that you would like to target. I know that most of you would be like R&D scientists or R&D kind of position, Mm -hmm. but finally you know, sales, marketing, IP, uh, scientific communication, data analyst, many kind of positions. And we, we just cite maybe five to ten, but there's tons uh, would be interesting for you. So just figure out what kind of position you would like to do and ask um, informational interviews to the, to the people that have this kind of position in industry. And you will learn more first about the position, but not only also about what kind of, what kind of company they, they work in. If you find that it's not for you, you made an hypothesis. The the, the answer is wrong. And you come back mm. to another hypothesis, like, oh, maybe it will be like a medical science lesion. And, uh, and, um, and maybe it's for me. So, so you can interrogate some people who has this kind of job and come back. So, so you grow your network at the same time. I think it's it's uh, it's healthy and and great. And you don't have to grow your network at the last minute of your PhD
0: when you where it's the time to look, to look for a job. Um, yeah. One thing that I would, that I think that I could add to this is by having these conversations, maybe even you could uh, you could get to a position, you know, of having this conversation, okay, I thought this might be interesting. Not really. I thought that might be interesting. There's some aspects that I don't like. Maybe it's going to be the path to you defining what your job is going to be because you can't, you know, people today, some people are able to approach organizations and say, here, uh, I have this background. And I think I can give, I can offer this to your organization, mm-hmm. and and th- there can be a new spot created for that person. And having these conversations, and and I'm not saying spending 20 minutes every day talking with someone because of course that's not going to work, but a little bit each week, a little bit uh, each month, and and maybe be taking part or or uh, being in groups where people are having conversations about this domain and just hearing what people are saying, what terms they're using it's just going to slowly like mature this kind of a uh, professional image of yourself that you project in the future.
1: Yeah. And you will learn the jargon. You will learn, uh, the, yeah, you will learn a lot of keywords that you put in, you can put in your CV, in your LinkedIn profile. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very important to talk, to talk to people finally. Mm-hmm. Um, Another thing is, if you want to go deeper with this kind of of topic, is the skills. So so you can imagine that when you meet somebody, you can ask the question, like, what kind of skills is required for the job? So they would tell you, oh, you have to be a very collaborative person, you have to present a lot, you have... So you come back with this information about the skills is very important because you can figure out that in three years you will leave your academia with your PhD in hands, mm-hmm. what kind of skills you should develop in the next three years to target this kind of jobs. And of course, uh, a PhD is a great opportunity to develop skills. This is, That's the reasons why we, we are doing all these, all these uh, uh, studies it's mm-hmm. to develop skills, but not only technical skills, but also transferable skills. Yeah. So you can you can figure out like what kind of skills would you need for that types type of positions. It could be broad. Don't put a lot of pressure on yourself, and find opportunities because PhD is full of opportunities. PhD mm-hmm. studies, the lab research, the university environment is full of opportunities. What kind of opportunities will grow you? Will help to, you to grow? Um, as a person mm-hmm. and as
0: a professional,
1: to And, and I want stuff.
0: to add, yeah. And I want to add, as a researcher, because At we're we're talking we're talking about LinkedIn and and uh, although there's not there's now a lot of scientists on LinkedIn, a lot of researchers on LinkedIn too. But I believe that this approach of growing your network uh, is important uh, on the let's say non academic side, but also on the academic side you know being involved in pluridisciplinary uh, projects uh, you know having conversations with people with other de- departments can can bring something new to your research and also can differentiate you once you're, you're a candidate for a postdoc or something mm-hmm. you know by being someone who oh he's involved in different projects he's is uh, like involved in innovation through interdisciplinary uh, projects and so i think this principle can can be uh, it's safe to embark in this idea, even if you right now your mind is set on staying in academia plus even if you're set on staying in academia, knowing people in industry, knowing what they do, knowing how they do it, knowing the culture, I think it's a plus too uh, I don't know what what your point of view is, but you uh, work on in the domain of startups and i think you could like quickly find an example of how researchers can gain by mingling with non-researchers and with industry
1: yeah exactly and there's um there more and more money for innovation and moving forward like the research to to the society what the what the society what the research should do to solve problems of the society and mm-hmm. that's a big topic these days um Fundamental science is very important as well, but also we would like that the researchers do some innovation and there are some funds. But innovation, you do that with a, an industrial partner. And if you already speak the jargon, if you already uh, know the industry and what what are the standards, what are all that things, we'll help you to find a partner. So, um, So... Mm-hmm in another way if you want to be a professor that's really great um but if you want to collaborate with the industry you have to to have this kind of ma- mindset as well
0: i think this kind of covers what i wanted to say and and one of the big messages for me is uh, this is not a betrayal to research it's it's you're no. just you're just growing your uh, you're just growing your profile as a candidate you're just improving you know who you are because although yes your phd is your project and it's it's something that you are going to to find on your own in the end once you once you're done it's going to be important what your your network is what your village is who you know where it and it's going to influence where you're going to do your postdoc it's going to influence a bunch of things and yeah i, I don't know get whether you uh you know with your mentees if you have exercises that you do or if you if you give them kind of goals of, you know, each month talk to one person. Is there something like that that, that you do with them?
1: PSGs like procedures, so so like like okay, uh, step one, step two. So we have this kind of of procedures to set up an informational interview for twenty minutes, um, and also like like um, we we have we have a session where we talk about how to to set up your time to look for a job so how to to make time management Mm -hmm. and one of the advice is like block block maybe one hour two hours three hours half a day per week okay for these kind of things networking going to LinkedIn contacting people set up meetings and you have to block it in your agenda you know it's This is my moment where I have to, to network and do that things. Mm -hmm. Uh, otherwise you will not do it. We we have to be frank together. If you don't block the hours, you will not do it. So yeah, this is what we do. And I, I don't give, I don't give the gold for the people. They have to set up their own goals, but we can say like, maybe I have to set up three information interview per month. It could be a goal. That sounds fair. One interview per month, one interview per week. The more you, you go through your, your PhD, you can increase this number. Mm-hmm. So you have a kind of routine put in place where you increase the number of information you would like to, to do. So mm-hmm. it set up the goal and... If you're too stressful with that, you can decrease the goal, you can play around. So uh, that's yeah, you one need of, to be
0: relaxed for sure.
1: Yeah, you need to be relaxed. Um, I understand that people are introverts or shy. I believe that a lot of people love introverts, like in industries, and they are. We need every kind of people. Like it's it's great to have a, a great diversity in a company, mm-hmm. even introverts. You have to go through this way, and it it paid off at the end. The other thing is, people, pe- uh, people in the industry or uh, employers like people who has network. There you go. Yeah. So you arrive with your network, and you know the people that you met may- can be your business partner.
0: Yeah, it's like you're part of that universe already, even though you're a you're very tiny. You know, you're tiny. You're somehow part of it because you know this person or that person. You might even end up being able to drop a name that the person in front of you interviewing you knows. And, and that makes a whole difference. Plus, the knowing the jargon, etc., like you said. Mm-hmm. And even better, once you get good at it, if you're able to ask the people what the day-to-day of the job is, you can even you know impress them by saying, well, actually, I kind of know how How the process is of doing this job, mm-hmm. I've been talking with people, and maybe I'd like to bring a new approach to it. So if you dive in that in this pool and and you kind of imbibe yourself of this culture, then it's going to be a completely different conversation than the person who sent the c v who doesn't really know what's behind that you know that invisible mm-hmm. wall and who's kind of just hoping pretty pleased, I hope to have this job, but that that does not have the vocabulary, that does not have a a network, etc., etc. We're reaching the end of this dojo, but, uh, you know, I I kind of want to send a kind of a challenge out there. So, you heard Gad propose different ways and also talk about the different advantages of doing informational interviews i'd really like if you're especially if you're shy about it first I'd really like to tell you people, especially if they are on LinkedIn and that's for me the platform that i you know that I recommend to do this because people who are on there they're kind of pre filtered for you as people who are already willing to share something and if you do this well if you if you if you explain why you're interested by the, by their profile and if you are clear about what type of questions you have for them beforehand well some of them might be busy and and might not not answer etc but i'm sure someone will and and will, will you'll have a pleasant 20 minutes hearing the person's story so this first thing is there's no need to be uh, to have fear of approaching people i think that's what the platform is there for Second, if you're a listener, and after this you're like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna connect with someone. Do share that experience with us in the comments, or you can write to David at PapaPhD.com. I'd love to have a feedback on, hey, for the first time, I connected with someone that I, that you know, that I admired for a while, and uh, hey, they they responded, and it was really fun whatever the experience is, we'd love to have uh, even God for the second lab. I'm sure he'd love also to have this story, this type of feedback.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is actually, we, we had this, like we had this conversation uh, <laughs> that can you, can you t- share a story about like, because finally you go to the adventure, you know, like <laughs> yeah. somebody that you don't know how was, how would, how would it happen? So, um, so yeah, sometimes you have nice stories. Sometimes it's like, uh, it's funny sometimes it's a mismatch and everybody is is acquired you know <laughs>
0: so yeah so uh yeah uh but one thing is don't take a no or a lack of answer personally people uh can be very busy there can be many different ways why they're either not answering or or saying that they don't have the time for it and yeah. don't take it personally and find you know there's a bunch of people out there uh, uh just find them one one last trick for me go on LinkedIn, find people in the domain that interests you that come from your university. And that's already a kind of a, a conversation starter. And mm-hmm. uh, it's easy to do over there. And uh, this way, you already have kind of this, hey, you're an alumni and I'm maybe following the same program. And, and that's a, a great way to kind of break the ice and and start going. And then you'll see everything will go well.
1: Yeah. Or even ask for an introduction to somebody that you know. You know like, even uh, that, yes. Yeah um there's many many ways to find people on linkedin on linkedin and and in net i mean uh, everywhere like uh
0: as as a network um yeah god i think this covered what we wanted to talk about and uh, i for you who's watching or listening i'd like to pass the puck to you and then hear back from you once you've tried this a couple of times And uh, yeah, we'd love to have your feedback on how it went, on the lessons learned and on maybe something funny that happened in the way. So thanks everyone and uh, see you on the next PhD Dojo. See you. Bye.